Let's spread a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me is one of my go-to guests who's been on so many episodes he may as well be a co-host it's jason <laughs> kerr everyone Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> i should be a co-host come on let's make it happen let's, <laughs> we'll, we'll let the guests you know decide well, we'll figure uh, it out. I mean, the, the listeners. The listeners. Yeah. Um, Jason, if I remember correctly, the last time you were on, I kind of tortured you with the 2014 Annie. Oh, my God. So, I'm still recovering. I'm still having... Heart. That's why, that's, that is why I did not sleep last night. It may be PTSD. You uh, and Cameron I knew I was coming on today. I remembered the horrible uh, things I had to endure in order to talk knowledgeably on the show. I had to watch that movie. But I'm so happy that you said yes to this movie because oh, God. I personally love it and I don't know why. <laughs> it's, re- it's, a, it's, such, it's such a dense topic and it's stuff that, that we kind of think about, but we kind of brush to the back of our minds. This is really exposing these ideas of hooking up and love and being in relationships and stuff like that, which I find really fascinating. Yeah, so obviously we're talking about Hello Again, the 2017 movie, not the 1980s movie with <laughs> Shelley Long. I hope nobody watched that one. I do love a Shelley Long film. I hope you didn't watch that one because it's a very different movie. <laughs> very, very different. Very different. Um, <laughs> this one, the screenplay is written by Corey Krukenberg. I'm going with it. Um, Go with it, because I, I, I can't do any better. Great. Book, music, and lyrics by Michael John Lachusa. Lachusa, yes, yes. And then directed by Tom Gustafsson. Yeah. You know, um, Corey, the, the screenplay writer, wrote the screenplay for the, for the Last Fairy. Did you see that film? I saw what... Is The Last Fairy the one that turned into Were the World Mine? I don't know that. I don't know that. I just saw the movie. Because Corey and Tom worked on a movie called Were the World Mine. It was uh-huh. a 2008 gay movie musical oh. about an all-boys school putting on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. No, it is not that. Last Fairy is a gay horror film. <gasps> I need to watch so, it. This is very up your alley. I, I, I saw it just because I was watching gay horror films at one time a great genre for anyone to explore and it was on there so i watched it so i recognize no, that but it's interesting to like to watch were the world mine uh-huh. and then you jump almost a decade to this one and like they grew as artists they really and did. as storytellers and they like really um and may have been like the cinematographer was a different person because this movie is so sexy. It's so <laughs> sexy. It's so dense. Um, I think just them working on, we're all working together. Because even, I think some of the producers, actually, the first time I heard about this film being made, <laughs> I was sitting in Ninth Avenue Saloon. Uh, and I don't know if you knew him um, when, he, when he was alive, but Ash Christian, 
mm-hmm. was one of the producers on the show. Uh, and he, we just happened to be sitting next to each other at the bar. And I had mentioned that I was working at Circle, I was working at Circle, Circle and Square, which Lady Day had just finished. And so we started talking about Audra. And then he was talking about how he just got Audra <gasps> in this film. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is what IMDb says. I have some qualms with it personally. Well, I have big qualms with what IMDb says about it. Yeah. So I, I, also, I actually wrote down Wikipedia says about the original source material. The uh, the, pl- the musical or La Ronde? La Ronde. La Ronde. Okay. Yeah. So IMDb says about this movie. 10 lost souls slip in and out of one another's arms in a daisy chained exploration of love's bittersweet embrace. It's a lovely, whoever, lovely, but whoever, but whoever wrote that should be fired. I, I agree. It was probably a 21 year old intern. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet. There are some, there's some things in there that I liked, like the daisy chained well, you know, phrase is a yeah. good one. You know why I like that? Well, I, I personally like that. Um, I looked up the, the, the definition of La Ronde, and it means round dance or a ring, a, a ring, a ring of roses. <laughs> a ring, Which, a ring of roses? A, a roses, yeah. That's the, how it translates into German, from German. Oh. Um, so I think that the daisy chain isn't actually a decent you know, way to sell this film, but not, also not a good way. <laughs> I mean... E- I feel like I saw it somewhere in either the Wikipedia for the movie or for the stage version of Hello Again that it was like capturing moments of intense pleasure. Oh yeah, okay. I'm here for that. Um, do you mind if I read the 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 what Wikipedia says about the original Laurent? You go uh, right ahead. It says it offers social commentary about how sexual contact transgresses class boundaries. That is a lot more. Actually, I think transgressors should be transcend, but that's just me. Uh, I think that's a better definition. Yeah, because like uh, Laronde came out. All right, it's re- Have you read more about Laronde, or have I read you a seen little bit. it? I, I, I'm, I was familiar with the opera before I was familiar with the play, and then more then familiar with the the piece. So I kind of knew about it prior. There was an opera. Okay, there was an I opera. Thought there 19, was an opera. 1993. It was an opera. The same year that the that Hello Again came out. <laughs> Ooh, I'm. I would listen. Michael John also <laughs> out the the Wild Party the same year that the that the the Lipa Wild Party came out. So that tracks. But it's a different Wild Party. If you read about it, the Wild his Wild Party is, I think, very different. If I based right. on the same source material, source material. It's it's like uh, Phantom. With Copit and with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, you know, same, all same source material, but differently done differently. Ah, huh. So, <laughs> but like, <laughs> LaRonde Le, came out in 1897, but it was not publicly performed until 1920. So what was going on for those 30-something years? It was, it was banned. <laughs> it was very, this is very, like, this is super risque. This is a very risque play. And you know a lot of the names track, except for four of them, which they updated for the show, and then the movie updated that it, it again because I didn't. Okay, 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 okay. In the show version of Hello Again, he's called the senator, yeah. but in the movie, she's called the politician. Politician, which I yeah, a little more gender neutral. 
like the same same way with because uh, in the in the in the play that is the count, right? Yes, but the but the but the senator senator is also gender neutral. It is, and so oh, you're right. Well, unless right. I was thinking about this last night, you know, while you were not sleeping. Um, <laughs> you should have called me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to save it for the pod. Come on, you're right? Okay, okay. Um, I was thinking about it in. Uh, Mistress of the Senator, it seems like in the movie, Martha Plumpton is not a senator yet. So maybe that's why they called her a politician? That that tracks with, with the objective of the scene. Yes. It, actually, it actually raises the stakes a little bit. So that's, a, that's actually a good... Um, but we should get to that later. Speaking of, <laughs> also, speaking of Audra, which, oh my God, I love that song. I, I love... <laughs> I, I yes, we'll talk about that when we get to that <laughs> that scene because I have I have one little issue with that. Okay, so first and foremost, have you ever seen the stage version? No. Okay. Cause... I watched some clips on YouTube just before we started, just to clear something up for myself. Because, like, uh, in the stage version, the whore and we kind of mentioned it already, the senator slash politician. Mm-hmm. Um they switch the genders for the movie. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think it's extremely powerful. Like, um, crap, what's his name? (laughs) The, the, the lovely gentleman who plays the whore in the movie. Oh, he's wonderful. I don't know his name. He's Uh, body. Sam Underwood. Can we talk, Sam Underwood? If you you can you can DM me if you if you're listening. That body when he was laying on the couch when he was laying on the bed, pardon me. That ass sticking up. I have to say that I was I was really impressed. But like that I'm so I'm happy that they in the 1901 segment um, he was female presenting and. At least they hired somebody who can sing that falsetto. Yeah. Sorry, Jason, I'm, you can't you can't be cast as this. Role. I know. It's, I'm, in, I'm in the basement today too, so yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely not today. Definitely not today. They never brought up that that's a man. They, I, I think, even they um, when they have sex, it's as if it's a man and a woman. If I'm not mistaken, I, again. It raises the stakes. It's so scene. good, it's and really, then it's, a, it's good. And in the stage version, you have little-known actress named Donna Murphy playing the whore. Oh, Donna, um, didn't Carol Lee do it at some point too? Because she also sings "Mistress of the Senator." So I oh oh not that role, not that role. No, but she the, plays the young wife, Carol Lee oh, Car- Carmelo. Carmel. Yeah, she sings oh, okay. Tom. So I was wrong. Pardon me. So she so she wouldn't have sang. Oh yeah. No, she was saying Tom. She was saying she Tom. Sang Tom. Okay. I know that the, I, I remember podcasts that her and Jeff Gold, uh, Jeff Blumenkrantz did. And, she, and she's like, I'll just come for your song. Because she sings Tom and Mistress of the Senator on her first album. Oh, Michelle Park was the one who played the actress in the original cast. I love Michelle Park. And such a wonderful actress. I don't know. There's, like, if I told you all the names in this... You would just like be tripping. I, over I saw everybody. John Cameron Mitchell was in it. He played the young thing. I couldn't because I don't know him doing anything else but Hedwig. Hedwig? 
Yeah, that's it. Apparently, he had a career before he had a nice little career. He's, he's banging that money now. All you got to do is Hedwig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a like fund for Hedwig somehow. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. And then you also have, again, little known actor named Michael Park playing the college boy. Little known. Little, little known. known. Very little. Like, great. I, I think he's a. I actually love Michael Park on stage. Did you see him in How to Succeed? No, but I did work with him on Dear Evan Hansen before he left. Ooh. But, you know, I, I wish I saw this while... I actually, wait, I think I saw this while, he, while I worked with him. And I wanted, to, I wanted to go to him and be like, oh my God, can you tell me about Hello Looking, again? But also, oh I didn't want to be a star fucker at the time. <laughs> I love Michael John Lacuse musical, though. I really do. Yeah, and you know what? I think... I'm going to be bold. I think I like the soundtrack to the movie better. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I like them for, for what they're both kind of worth. I, I think I like it more because you could do more with the soundtrack than you can do with the Broadway cast album. I agree. Although there's some things from the movie that I actually might want to infiltrate into a stage production. The, the movie, I thought the movie's use of, uh, I'm, I hope I say this right, diegetic sound was, was done very well. There are some, there are times like there's a, um, in the, oh, I wrote, I wrote, a, we'll get to it. We'll talk to it when we talk about the actual scenes. But there are times when other songs would play in other scenes in the background, like on the radio yes. or the singers in the background were, were singing it, which I thought was super effective. Yeah. So I, w- I looked it up. There are, in the show, there were four ish. It's weird because if you look at the song listing, there's a lot of slashes going on. A lot. It's, Even on the cast recording. Because it's broken down by scene or segment or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I don't think scene is the right word. To tell you the truth, well, the way that I kind of broke this down was like a play. So okay. I, think, I, think, I think a scene is right. Have you ever seen Michael John's First Lady Suites or First Daughter Suites? No, I looked into it and I My was... Goodness. I kind of want to... Do they have albums out the, i know i know first daughter sweeps ha, ha, has an album because i was obsessed with it at one okay point. i listened to it every day no i i look <laughs> i i because you know while doing this i was researching him and i was just like what else has he done and then i saw that he did his own wild party and yeah. he did the first wife suite followed by like uh, first uh, almost first, uh, it's first lady suites and then first, first daughter suites and like there's a 10 year gap between them or something like that or yeah tw- I, I think I, I actually remember I think I I think I was here when they were doing the first lady suites I think Audra did one version of it I um, Audra do, does them and like again Mary Testa does his stuff oh my god wait did Michael John write the musical about the woman going over the the Niagara Falls I think no. she uh, I might okay. I don't, I don't remember who wrote that. Hail Mary Testa and him are like you know she use, he uses her a lot in his stuff. Let me Google him. <laughs> you mean it sounds me... like something that he would write, but I don't remember who wrote it. He did Marie Christine. Is that the one that you think? Oh no, no that's that's that is the musical version of Medea, which Audra was in, which was a flop. Let's see, which what Audra I did not win a Tony for. That's really the, the trivia because what did Audra not win a Tony for? <laughs> right? I want to give her a Tony just for this movie. The scenes were great. I don't know if you... 
I think you're uh, thinking I, of somebody else. Woman, oh, uh, woman of the Mist. That's what it's called. Lady, La- Lady of the Mist or Woman of the Mist. That's what the, that musical is called. He did not write he that. Write it? Okay, okay. I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> but but it's not Michael Johnson. So let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I was looking into his stuff, and I'm surprised that he hasn't written more. Like you know no. how there's some there's some uh, writers that like bang out a new show every other year. I feel like he could bang out shows like this a lot, where it's They're not easy. They're, I mean, these, his shows are pretty dense. True. Like take a because first daughter sweeps. The, re, the recording is basically basically the, the, the entire show. It's all sung. Oh wow! First lady sweet was like his first. Yeah, show. the first daughter sweet is 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 recorded. Listen to it. It's the whole show. Oh no! I'm I'm looking. I'm looking yeah. at his um, work. First Lady Sweet came out in '93. Then Hello Again. Then The Petrified Prince. And then he had a Broadway production called Chronicle of a Death Foretold. I know nothing of that show. And then he he had Marie Christine come out four years after that. And then The Wild Part. Yeah, he's got some busy stuff. I I, I yeah. want to know what's next, though. Uh, yeah, he, I know first... he teaches at NYU, so maybe he's just focusing on teaching. Ugh, maybe he's being, maybe he's focusing on commi- on being commissioned for stuff. So, so I, don't, I don't know. Rude. I don't know his life, but I, I I hope he does more stuff too. Cause I love his stuff. Let's get into some of the scenes, I guess, because okay. I have some questions about them because oh. I need somebody else's opinion from them. Okay. In 1944 so i got a little time we kiss mm-hmm. i'm just a little confused by the soldier there are shots of him in front of a mirror i wrote i wrote that down i i think i don't think that's effective i i didn't know if he was stalking her or what have you what i found is that each scene complemented the next so they kind of work in couplets and they kind of were the two sides of the same coin did you find that yeah where um in one scene, it felt like the character was passive in one scene and aggressive in the next Ex- scene. Mostly, for the most it, part. In this one, more more likely. It was much more so. Well, yeah, he was very, more aggressive as the soldier in 1944 than he was in 1901. Correct. I felt like, I mean, he was still pretty aggressive in 1901, but it wasn't as... Oh, wait, hold on. Yes, 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 yes. I, I have, I have the same thing. I think that they both are like a commentary on transactional sex. All of them, or just no, those two? just these two. What, what, what stuck out to me the most in the beginning, it's kind of like they're kind of you know saying out their thesis statement, and Martha Plimpton says, "I don't know how to get to where I don't know where to where I'm at," and that kind of that theme continues elsewhere in 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 the in the show in the movie, mm-hmm. and I think that the soldier goes out looking for a woman, but knowing that he, there's a man out there as well and curious, but not knowing how to go about asking for what he wants. And in the next scene, he goes for it. Like he only wants to have sex with her and, and, and get the fuck out of there. It's very transactional. I think there's two, two different types of transactional sex that people, that people have. And I love how they dealt with the nurse and how she dealt with it. Cause she's a character that's looking for something more that she kind of wants someone to love her. And she has to reconcile with, with, with that in the next scene, which I find very interesting. So it's funny. You're right. You're 100% right. But I was looking ahead. It seems like the movie 
I don't. I can't speak for the show because okay. I don't have. Yeah, I we don't. Have the we don't I've never seen it. It seems like the movie didn't want to call them the descriptive term. Mm-hmm. It because if you look at the cast list, Martha Plimpton plays a character named Ruth. She doesn't play the politician. Yeah. So, I, 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 but the, the the archetypes are still there. The archetypes are still there, but like it seemed like the movie was more wanting them to have names more. So personalize them to per, i guess so less leslie whatever you want to call him is the soldier mm-hmm. who sleeps with marie you find out and it's like you find out their name when they are the one controlling the song or scene i like that that's good so in 1901 leocardia the whore is mm-hmm. the one that the is is the aggressor mm-hmm. and then in 1944 the nurse calls him sammy but his name is leslie really i guess sammy is like the nickname that she had for all them (laughs) (laughs) but like you don't find out two of the names i rewound all these scenes and i made sure to watch them um the college boy and the young wife the college boy and the writer oh you you don't know that you never know their names you never know their names the college boy is alfred and the writer is robert T.R. Knight definitely sings Emily, please. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget. I've seen I've listened to this album so many times. <laughs> so the writer and, and, and who and, and the And the college boy. I guess because the college boy You mean the, the writer and the young thing? No, the young thing you find out his name. His name is Jack. Oh Jackie. Yeah. Jackie Wait. the Angel Wait. says. The, the the writer has the young thing and he has the actress. Right. But you never find out his name, I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm with you now. Pardon me. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and even with uh, the politician, it's never said. you. If you look at the end of her, at the 89 scene, mm-hmm. you see Ruth. Oh, you're so good. I, I didn't know. I, did, I was so focused on the on I was overall, determined like... <laughs> to figure out these names. Well, but like, I wish that they had the descriptive terms. They didn't have names because once you give them names, it feels like it can't be anyone. It feels like it's specific to this one person. But, but the, the purpose of the show is to be universal. That's how I feel anyway. I yeah. don't know if that's true or not. I don't think that naming them goes against that. I'm not sure. I felt like they put a little too much emphasis on the names. Okay. I think the names are important for um, the writer and the young thing because we'll get to that. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, not, let's not fast forward. So Jenna Ushkowitz, who I'm so happy that they cast her in this. I don't know her. You don't know Jenna Ushkowitz? No. I, her face looks very, very, very familiar to me. She was in a little-known thing called Glee. <laughs> oh, that's why I never watched Glee. And then she was she's also a Broadway girl. She was in the original Spring Awakening. And, Which I saw. And I think she was in the Broadway Waitress. Oh, she was oh, she was the, the, the awkward girl. Yes. She looks different. That's why. Okay. So I have seen her. I don't know, I don't know her work. Yeah, and but she uh, looks extremely familiar to me. Like I feel like I know her. Like I feel like a like you probably maybe, do. Maybe we run in the same circle. Maybe I've seen her parties. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking A. I'm so... Because on, 
on Glee, they always gave, which I'm going to do Glee at some point, guys. Trust me. I know a lot of people are requesting it to do it, but I'm still figuring out how to do it. It's a lot. How many seasons? It's six seasons. It's a lot. And some movies. But on Glee, they never really gave her like a belting song. They always like threw her character to the side. And I fucking loved her from day one. But to see her in this, I'm just like, yes. Yes, we need more Jenna Ushkowitz. <laughs> yeah, she, she was a she was killer, and she and the acting of the scenes, her her with the um with the college boy, yes, absolutely incredible. And then I don't I don't know Al Calderon, who no, plays the great. college boy. He's great. He was he yes he is fucking perfect. Yeah, everyone then, there, there was no there were no weak leaks in, in, in this movie. There couldn't be. You can afford to. But okay, so fun fact about fun fact about me. I guess I'm going to give you some more. I didn't realize Rumor Willis was in this. I bought this movie on a whim years ago, and then I saw her on season one of The Masked Singer. Spoiler alert! But like, come on, guys, we're come on, on season five right now. Is it season uh, five? It's not for two years. They they do a fall and a spring show. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So to see Rumor Willis on that and then realize that I have the DVD of this and I'm just like, I can enjoy it forever and always until the DVD dies. <laughs> Wonderful in, in, in it as well. Tom, like fucking yeah. A. Yeah, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought that that was direct. Let's not skip. Let's, let's skip ahead. Because have, we, have we done... I mean, we're up to her. So oh, she's we, in we, this... are, we are there. We are there. I'm so sorry. So she, I mean, I just... Sk- I need to I turn just, my page. <laughs> I just skipped the story of my life because I don't really want to talk about the <laughs> the fact that he can't stay hard the whole time. Get... Well, I, well, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it because yeah. I, I labeled these scenes uh, about gratification. Him and the nurse and then him and the young wife. That's no. gratification. No. Him, him and the wife. And the wife and her husband. They don't touch the the wife, the young wife and the husband. Exactly. She's not getting, she, she, he, okay. He, uh, they masturbate the, on their own is what you're in talking the, about. Yeah, in the, in the movie theater scene, he couldn't get it up, but she, she was getting something from him. And then he finally got it up and, and, and then whatever. But in the next scene, they're not getting anything from each other. They're getting it right. from outside influences. Well, he's watching, um, you know, the, the soaps. And jacking off to that, and she's fucking men in diners. They're not getting it from each other, so they're they're getting from outside choices. So, come on, Tom, just fucking hey, Tom. I I love that song. It's beautiful. So, I love I love this version, but I'm still partial to Audra's version. I haven't heard Audra's version of Tom. Oh, take a take a look. Listen, that listen. Anyone out there who's listening, if you've not heard Audra McDonald's first album, do yourself a favor. That album she's never done better and, and and granted her other albums are amazing and she's but what audra audra did what barbara streisand did in her early career which is super smart where she gathered all the new composers and sang their music because uh... <laughs> michael john lacusa wasn't really known uh adam gettle wasn't really known jason robert brown wasn't like this is like you know around parade but like you know Ooh. she helped Oh, um, who's the other one? Uh, the guy who bookends it. Who? Stephen Sondheim. At Lincoln Center with um, Lynn Nottage. This before the shutdown. I'm out. 
Uh, I can't remember. I can't you remember, remember the name of the show? Oh goodness gracious! This is what children listening out there. This is what this is what almost forty looks like. You, <laughs> you're you timeless. Just, you shut up. <laughs> you just don't. You just have knowledge in your head, and then you can't like pin it down. So, um, I mean, especially if you're talking about if you're thinking about one specific subject, and yeah. Now your mind wanders to something else. Yes. You know what? We'll move on. If we'll you move get on. It. I'll come back if I come back <laughs> to it. You know, listen. If you at home know who, it is, who I'm talking about, just send us a message. Send us a message, yes. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll plug at the end. You know we'll, where to reach yeah, me. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, in my, in my, in my sleep. So. I didn't realize that that was Tier Night until I saw the end credits the really? first time I watched this. I, I only knew him from the early days of Grey's Anatomy, and I feel like in that he was, he obviously was styled differently, and he wasn't playing such a misogynist. True. And a self-hater. What did I call him? Sexually repressed? Sexually repressed. Yeah. He, um, the Broadway show I saw him in. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, so like, I think everyone that was cast is all Broadway people. Of course, you have to. Because like, Rumor Willis was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do I need to give you Cheyenne Jackson's resume? Or Audra's? Also, let's shout out to his ass, too. That ass looked amazing. And I, I, I covered Audra's hands. Although I covered Audra's hands with, with Will Swenson's ass too, so. <laughs> uh, so then, what did you call the 1912 Ship of Dreams Listen to the Music? Because that's the husband and the young oh, thing. narcissism. Yeah, okay, I get yeah. you. Because the young thing is passive, and like, again, is passive in that scene, but he does ask for some financial help. Correct. And then obviously in 1976. Well, when I say narcissism, I mean the husband with the young thing. He was more focused on how he wanted to love him and he was willing to die with him and, and have no one else love him uh, before you know, he let him you know, themselves be saved, which I find crazily narcissistic. <laughs> did, did you know at the beginning of this scene that that was the Titanic? Yes. Well... I've seen I, the movie, yes. I mean, the first time you watched first time it. First I saw it, maybe not. Maybe not. Because when, the, I, rem- I, I remember the first time I watched it, 1912 comes up and I don't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, that porter comes in and is like, we hit some ice. And then you see the life jacket and printed on it, it says Titanic. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. No. And now you have to go watch the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, you should finish this one because then we go to 1976 in like the best, one of the best match cuts ever. <laughs> yeah, that was New York. Uh, that, that was um Webster Hall. Yes, it wasn't. Fil- I don't think it was filmed in Webster Hall, but uh, probably the outside, was because the Webster Hall. I wouldn't be surprised if it, it was. It looks smaller than Webster Hall inside it actually to tell you the truth i should have watched the the end credits to see what the locations were it looked like the triad <laughs> we all the cables removed but i i i have to look i'll i'll, I'll go and look after it so again if people at home know send us a message so then did you call this one narcissism yes because the writer was very focused on how he felt in the relationship and he was very focused on controlling it. So like when there's a moment where he said something 
to Jackie and Jackie's like, no, uh, this is not what I am. And he, and that, that shattered his dream of, of what that should be. And he was kind of done. And the other, and the, and the young thing was trying to find happiness, actually trying to find happiness because he had an abusive, well, the movie showed that he had an abusive past, which I, it's not in the song. Uh, but. I don't think it was that per se. He was, he, he, I think he also was looking for a little power because he, he was, he was focused on, he, he was, he perked up when he found that it, he was writing for. Um, it felt like he was a star fucker. Yeah, yeah, I think he was Paul Newman. So that may bleed into the next one, the next three, next two, which I said were Sex for Power. With our songbird? With our songbird, Miss Audra McDonald. With our songbird, Audra McDonald? Ah, fucking A. That whole, okay, we didn't really talk about it, but like, I personally loved In Some Other Life, the 1967 when Jenna Ushkowitz has the orgasm because mm-hmm. you have the, the build up, the build up, and then of you yeah. or whatever that notice, yeah. I yeah. totally did not hit it. And then the <laughs> cascade down of it. Yeah. But then also Audra gets two orgasms. <laughs> two orgasms. Like the, Oh my God. She's really good at that too. I need, I, I, I need to like, bow down to this man michael john because like he wrote orgasms in song and it's i love it different yeah it's I love not to see the it. same yeah <sighs> everyone orgasms differently we all know that but like even the character the actress orgasms differently yeah yeah from both eras. From both people yeah my god and then obviously we end with martha plimpton and the whore that one was a little confusing because like it's her re- for lack of a better term the way that they staged it was a little confusing what was because confusing? Well, okay. I, I had concerns but what, what, what were your concerns the way that like he's in that new age peep show and her song is about recounting their night together mm-hmm. but he doesn't recognize her so I'm just like okay well I mean I get it you're the whore you could have so many people, but like you remember her coming in just to talk. So did they have sex or was it all just a thing in their mind? I, I think that they were trying to make a um, commentary on sometimes we're just looking for sex and you don't really see the other person. Like I remember, uh, I'll, should I talk about this on a podcast? Uh, there <laughs> There may have been times that I have been traveling this great country and I'm just looking for sex. Okay. And we, we I, get cannot, it. I cannot recall some I of their faces. Not, I can recall many. There's some that I still talk to. But many, the bulk, great bulk of the people, I can't remember. I think, I think it's making commentary on that. Okay. 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 I get that and now. Then they find, and then finally, somehow they see each other for what they were doing and and recognize that and then move on. One last question mm-hmm. that I have, and this kind of blew my mind because I didn't think of this until like really like looking into it and looking at the time period that the show came out. Do you feel that the message of the show slash movie is parallel to the AIDS epidemic where you sleep with everyone your lover slept with? I don't think it was intentionally geared that way. I think that that is 
just the truth of sex. So yes, but no. Because like I looked up Laurent to go back mm-hmm. to that and you didn't touch upon this on the Wikipedia page, but it's about provocative sexual themes, criticizing sexual morality and class ideology of its day. Yes, yes. And so you kind of- I had my notes, we can talk about it. <laughs> you kind of get that with a lot of these, especially by their profession. Like the whore is looked down by the- the soldier, but is respected by the politician. Yeah. The role of male versus female in the act of sex and how sometimes the dominating force is one or the other and like how they treat the other person. And then obviously by profession, like the, the nurse is the one that has control. She's obviously older than the college boy. Presumably. Presumably. But like she dominates that scene so it's very it's very interesting but part of me was just like i saw that it came out in 93 like right around after well after during well it's really still during during after before whatever time time is relative (laughs) um we'll be in uh, really we'll be in corona times for a while yes uh 20s so that's why i was just like okay well Obviously, I don't know if there was any sort of STI during like 1897 that came out, but maybe that's also a layer of commentary that uh, Arthur Schnitzler, Schnitzler? I don't know. His I, don't have name. I don't have it in front of me right now. And then lastly, do you know anyone that was in this movie? I think you know somebody, because I know somebody. Do I know someone in the film? Yeah. Because it was filmed in New York, and it was filmed probably in 2016. Obviously, you knew the there, producer. There was a background kid that is he in the Met? I think he's. I think he works in the Met. Yes, it is. Is it him? Yeah. Yeah, he he's like featured prominently. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I also knew the uh, the tailor. She was a dresser at the Met as well. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, I love when our people. Yeah. So I I I remember her. I went to, and I was like, you worked on this movie. Did we talk about that we both work at the Met Opera? I don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast. We kind of dance around it. Okay. Yeah. We we both work at the Met Opera. That's actually how we how we met, right? How we met, yes. Okay. It wasn't during a sexual act and you forgot who I was. <laughs> Not during our version of the Laurent. <laughs> Not during our version of Laurent. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? My, there's so... I think we covered most of what... It would it, just be rehashing. I have... I have four pages of, more five pages of notes that I, I could just talk all day. But I think that we got the gist of it. <laughs> Jason, this is an hour-long podcast. <laughs> I know, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go on. But anyone, message me and we'll talk about anything. I, I could talk about this musical for a while. Or you can start your own podcast and I could be a guest on that Ooh, and we can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk. Let's get into my segment called Sharp and Flat. Yeah. Sharp Flat. So obviously in this section in this segment, uh, we're gonna highlight some moments that either we talked about or we didn't. And if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we Kind of hated it. It's flat. Jason, ladies first. Sharp. Audrey yeah. McDonald and Martha Plimpton. Obviously. Sharp, sharp. I mean, we don't deserve them. I actively forget. I, I think because uh, like Martha 
has just been around. Like, you know, we grew up watching her in Goonies and she's just been acting in front of us for years. She's such a remarkable actress. Could watch her forever. I'm watching her now in this HBO miniseries called Generations, which I highly suggest. Ooh. They're not paying me for this, but they can. Or you could pay me for they this can, HBO yeah, Max. Pay the podcast for that endorsement because it is such a... Martha Plimpton is acting... I've actually never seen her do a role like this before. She's remarkable. In that HBO Max show. Correct, yeah. Okay. But she's also remarkable in... Hello again with Audra. I mean, we know that Audra is such a giving actress. Oh my god! Um, but like to we, have it now solidified on film. My god! But we, 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 if we remember the Sound of Music with who's who's playing Maria in that? That's country star singer Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood, who was just good throughout the, the whole thing. But with her scene as Audra, with Audra, her the climb of a mountain, she was just Audra is so giving that all you have to do is respond. That was Carrie's best acting because she was just responding to what Audra was giving her. And it was incredible. I you, do you remember this? One. I missed that one. Watch it. Watch, just watch that scene. Do I have Everyone to? out there, just, just, just Google, just YouTube that watch the scene. sign of your mountain scene and okay. watch Carrie Underwood's reactions. It's remarkable. Because it's moments like that where you're like, are you acting or are you just fangirling? But that's when you realize, that, that's, that's a moment when you actually realize that acting is just being real. I hate when people say like actors are fakers, you know, this, that, and the other. We're literally just responding naturally to a situation that's put before us. And Audra is one of those people that can bring it out in people in ways. I mean, just watching Audra makes you a better actor. actor. Do you have any other sharps? Because um, I've, I've got a bunch. I can talk about Audra all day. No, um, you, you do your sharp. Okay, so I generalized. I just said the talent because... Every single person brought their A game. Maybe it's yeah. because of Audra. I don't know. If, uh, you, if, I heard, if I heard that Audra was in a movie that I'm being featured in, I would hire 10 coaches to, yeah. make, sure that, <laughs> to make sure that I was on point. <laughs> but like every, like in every scene, they bring their A game. They built their faces off. Everything is beautifully done. Yeah. I love the fact that they swapped the genders of the whore and the politician because that 1989 scene now has a different tension with it. Yeah. It's not just a politician is having an affair with an actress. Now it's, you have the whole layer of a lesbian relationship going on during a time where, well, still even. It would um, ruin your career. You ruined your career. Yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, people, people, I, don't, I knew people even in the mid 90s who, who were, who had aspirations of being politics that would not come out of the closet. And still to this day, there are people who are, are like that. Yeah. I mean, yes, you have, luckily now you have Pete Buttigieg and Buttigieg. Um, others who are openly out and everything. But I mean, that's also their states. There are some states that you probably, don't want to come out publicly and not in Mississippi. <laughs> no, I loved, loved, loved. It's a super sharp for me. The transitions and the match cuts. Yeah. Between yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Just besides the talent, like that's just beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then I love the updated 2002 segment. In the show, 2002 doesn't exist because it's 1993. It's the 1920s, and they redid the entire scene. Yeah. The song that was there in the musical is gone. 
it's so, gone. So the, the 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 intention of the scene is still there, but it's gutted. Yeah, because uh, listening to it, it's only like two minutes, so it's clearly all action based because yeah. it's yeah. called silent movie. <laughs> But I like the fact that they are poking fun at pop music at the time. And they even have the MTV world premiere screen, which brought me back and this, that, and the other thing. Um, remember MTV? Those were the remember things. MTV playing remember music? TRL, walking through Times Square and being like, oh, TRL. What are your flats? I wrote something up. I actually don't agree with it anymore. Um, I did have a new flat. Out of curiosity, I I, what did you write down? Uh, I, I wrote down the style of singing in the the movie theater, but I went back on that. I figured it would have more like a Jimmy Dean style, but I went back and watched it. I watched it twice today, and I I, I, I thought it looked better. I was not focused, so I think lo- okay. looking at it more intently was, was was what I need to do. I do not like Beyond the Moon. Really? I don't like it. You don't like the song or you don't like the whole scene? I don't like the song. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my Michael Michael, John, Michael John did write it, so it's yeah. still him, still part of the canon, like you know his canon. But I do not care for the song. I mean, I think that's also the point of it. Maybe because <laughs> even Audra Maybe. herself, playing the actress, but really probably just Audra, is like, "This song is nonsense. Why am I singing this?" <laughs> that song, that scene was so meta, right? <laughs> a person of her status to say that it was perfection i wish there wasn't so much for me a flat is that i wish there wasn't so much dialogue okay. i would rather it be like sung through sung through or cut out some of the you could cut out some of the dialogue because yeah. there are some moments where they are is it called a recitative where they sing the dialogue the one that comes to mind is the soldier and the nurse scene. Oh yeah. They're sometimes talking, sometimes singing. So I'd rather it just be all singing personally. Yeah. The, the, the writer and the young thing also have that going on in their scene. Like sometimes it works. Sometimes I'm just like, you're a little clunky, pick something. Um, <laughs> I love that word clunky. And then I also hated the names. I did not like them. I loved how everyone was nicknamed Angel. And I wish that was all they were called. Now you're gonna you're gonna make me want to watch it again because I, you picked up that and I never I didn't I was focused I was heavily focused on some on other things. Now now rewatch I'm gonna challenge you rewatch it yeah listen for the names but then also like in majority of the scenes their nick their they gave a pet name of Angel but then also. Jenna Ushkowitz is Marie, right? She's the nurse. She happens mm-hmm. earlier. The name Marie is said throughout the rest of the movie. Really? Pay attention. You gotta pay attention, baby boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. 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 I'm such an intention. And like, what is it about? Like, let's get to the bottom of this. What's the worldview? Like, that's 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 me. So, <laughs> I and, I was I was heavily focused on like just the dialogue and, okay. and figuring out what, why they're saying what they're saying. All right, so. You have the nurse and the college boy, right? That's where you find out her name. The -hmm. college boy is hooking up with the young wife. The young wife then has a scene with the husband where before she goes into the bath, they have a dialogue, a spoken dialogue. And in it, she mentions that Marie is having an affair with a young boy. Boom. So like, it's funny that they are calling back 
to other things. Yeah. But at the same time, I just wish that everyone was called Angel and it would be cool. <laughs> okay. All right. What songs would you add to your life's playlist? The Mistress of the Senator. When that beat drops. Uh, okay, again. Good. Again, I Audrey should have got Michael Starabin to do it again because I still defer to Audrey's album for the, the Mistress of the Senator. Uh, it's also more dramatic. This this, this is this is geared to, built on the scene, so it worked for the scene. So you like you do like this version, even though you prefer yeah, that version yeah. more. It's, it's it it works. It works. But I I prefer Audra's version on her first album, which everyone should listen to. Okay, I'm gonna I I am gonna listen to it. Yeah, it's a great album. Um, I also like the next album, the White Album, which because that is purely Barbara Streisand. She's literally <laughs> singing Barbara Streisand songs. <laughs> I listen to this album on repeat anyway, so okay. I'm gonna just say the whole album. I, I love every, I, I love everything, Great. even this, even like the one one song I I like least is "Listen to the Music," "Ship of Dreams," that the the husband and the young thing. I don't know. I just I just couldn't get into it, okay. but like I love the rest of it, especially you know the belting and obviously audra like melting my face off even though you don't like beyond the moon her singing it just like so good it's i mean her vocals are impeccable she's one of the best voices in america audra fucking mcdonald and obviously i love her and please come on the pod (laughs) oscar we should she should have guessed it for this no i'll i'll figure you want something else you want her to? There is another Annie with with Audra. There is another Annie with Audra. Yeah, her right. and Kathy Bates. Or I can just be like Audra McDonald. You're Audra McDonald. You pick whatever movie you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and you're gonna so, talk for an hour at me, and I'm just gonna be like, I love you. <laughs> so Audra or Audra's aid agents, if you're listening, get her on my get. Come on the pod. Yeah, come um, on the pod. We'd love to have you. And. Finally, uh, if you could play any any role, obviously they they gender swap for the movie, so we mm-hmm. can gender swap any role. Who would you want to play? I really resonated with the writer. I could see you with that. <laughs> I, I, I I really I, I I think that's a fun role to play. There really wasn't a base role though, right? No, well, basses in musical theater don't really exist. No one really writes for them anymore. So we have for you. <laughs> we're, huh? going change, we're going to change the key for you to make it work. Well, I, I have, I have, I, I have. Well, they've gotten, they've improved during COVID. Thank Christ. Uh, the F's and the G's and the and and, and, the, and all that shit. So, um, so yeah, I have them. So I could probably pull it off. I haven't, I haven't looked at the score. I'll, I'll I'll look at the score and see what I could say. I would cast you as that. Yeah. Who would you play? Who would I play? I mean, I would want to sing the fuck out of Tom, personally. So. Ooh, a man is Tom. I actually really like that. I think that's a good commentary on where gay relationships can go. I, 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 I'm not going to get into that. Yes, they can, they can go there. 
I, I would I would say either the young wife or the nurse because I cannot do justice compared to Audra as the actress. No, so I'm not even going to touch that. But I think I can, if you give me some time, I think I can do in some other life, especially that high part. You know, yes. I have I I have been known to sing tenor sometimes. Okay, <laughs> all right, Pavarotti. I, I am actually singing in the opening theme song. <laughs> Are you? Of this, of this, po- of this podcast, oh, I am. It, oh, I that know is my you. voice. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so she can sing sometimes when she, she wants to. She do, she do. And on that note, that's the end of the podcast. Oh, it's always so much fun to come here. I'm always sad when it's over. I know, but like an hour or so. I know. know, know. (laughs) Uh, What do you have that you want to plug or promote? I would like to promote my scrap account. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) Speaking of. (laughs) You see a hashtag scruff in uh, my last post? I had to. (laughs) We'll get an endorsement soon. We both are bringing them money anywhere. I couldn't find you on Scruff because I was going to do a screenshot and be like, this is his account. <laughs> send, send, send him all the dick pics. <laughs> oh, please. Well, I think I was, I, I was featured once a few, a few uh, days ago and I was getting a deluge of messages from people Ooh. in like in India and in Mumbai and, 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 like you know just places far away yeah the art <laughs> so uh, i i think i'm like i think i'm a uh, a big deal in spanish-speaking countries yeah uh, yeah I, and i'm a big deal in ukrainian countries like like um slavic countries of course so, uh-huh so then I, although <laughs> you know what those those slovenian men be packing oh have you not been with one i have not yet oh my <laughs> god they don't wingin Note the yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Soon. Um, Jason Alcar. I, really I, 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 I really don't have anything. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Uh, and if you want to reach out to the podcast you and talk about your love of Audrey McDonald or this movie or whatever, uh, you can email me at buttasongpod at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ButterSongPod. You can tell us about anything that we've been wrong about. Uh, I'm more than happy to read your stuff and maybe one day put it on blast on the air. So whatever. Yeah, you can do like a whole like I got wrong section. Yes, I want, I want, I don't mind corrections. And obviously I'm going to have to wait to get a lot of them. So reach out to me. I want to be internet famous. (laughs) And if you want to follow along for next episode, we're going to be talking about a chorus line. (laughs) (laughs) One. (laughs) So on that note, Jason, we haven't done this in a while. Let's pussyfoot out of here. I love to pussyfoot. Let's pussyfoot. Let's pussyfoot. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. 
Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.